Happy Sabbath. Oh, three people said that. That's great. Thank you. Uh, with all these things happening these days, um, I know what you're thinking. You're like, as you worship at home uh, through live stream, you're like, wow, I, I, I cannot believe uh, we closed down Disneyland. Right? <laughs> Loma Linda Church, let's not, let's not panic. Um, let's not be consumed by fear. Uh, we're simply making appropriate measures and, and following rules to keep the public safe. Um, as, as large gatherings pose a heightened risk with this virus. I'm actually very impressed by our church leadership. Our senior pastor and the head elder, they actually told us to meet and talk about the, the virus Tuesday. So on Tuesday evening, uh, our church leaders, we, we got together and um, we made a decision to go live stream only. And this is like two days ahead of everyone. This is two days actually ahead of our conference and the state of California. So I'm just so proud of our church leaders. Before we begin today, um, I just want to share with you what Ella Casey was um, wants to do. And um, we're going to talk about how we navigate through uh, these strange times. First is, please continue to join worship with us through live stream. Uh, I know you cannot invite a big group, but some of you guys uh, with a family or, or invite a couple other families or in worship with their small groups, just a few friends, get together and worship together. I know some of you guys are having this live stream worship party. Don't make it too big, but, you know, a small group, still practicing social distancing, but I think we can get through this and have a wonderful worship experience for LKC. Second thing is, look out for some new ways to do ministry. Our staff is constantly discussing how we can uh, do these this new ways of doing things and new ways of doing ministry, and how do we adapt to these changing times these days. So we're trying to figure out how everyone can be still engaged and connected. Third, uh, three, uh, third thing is, Following Jesus is not just about Sabbath morning, okay? Uh, let's take this opportunity to practice following Jesus through our daily devotionals, our prayer time and fasting and um, small groups and just serving and helping people who may need you. So we're trying to figure out uh, ways to continue on with our uh, rooted experience and our spiritual journey. At the end of the sermon, you're going to see some questions. Um, we want you to discuss these questions with your with your family, or if you're watching with the, with a small group, go ahead and uh, talk about these uh, questions. And um, when the questions go out, if you can take a picture real quick, okay, so you can uh, you, you can discuss it while you eat lunch or something. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Sabbath. Today, we're, we're scattered. We're, we're a scattered church. 
But Lord, yes, we are scattered, but nonetheless, we are a church. So I pray that you bless everyone wherever they are as they worship through live stream. And you be present in our hearts. And now as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Today marks the last, the the 10th, the week 10 of Rooted series. I can't believe it's over, right? Wow, 10 weeks went by very fast. But just, uh, just a quick reminder of seven rhythms of Rooted. Don't let the completion of the series stop you from practicing these seven rhythms. Continue on and live life of Rooted. So here are the seven rhythms. Uh, daily devotion, prayer, so keep practicing 60-minute prayer or, or fasting, freedom from strongholds, meaning we need to fight the good fight, uh, be generous and faithful financially to God, create and share your stories, and keep serving and learn to celebrate. So these seven rhythms, continue on and use them in your Uh, spiritual journey. Today's topic is so appropriate for today's worship situation. Why is the church important? Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 read, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Today's passage says, Hey, let us think about ways to motivate each other and meet together and love like Jesus. And let's keep meeting and encouraging one another until the second coming of Jesus. In a nutshell, it shares the purpose and the mission of the church. In in fact, it actually affirms our church mission statement. One important aspect we have to understand about church is that church is a family. Church is a spiritual family. Jesus called it one body. We're all Christians, but as believers who are committed to the same church, we are a spiritual family, one family. Jesus wanted us to belong to this body, this one body, one church. As part of family, we're valuable, contributing members, not just attendees. We contribute our time, our money, our ideas, our energy. We're not only served, but we serve as well. Come on, everyone. We, we know this. Um, even little children in our family, we, we teach them to clean up their own toys, right? We, um, uh, as they get older, we want them to get more involved And they have to feed themselves sometimes when the parents are gone. Uh, Their list of chores gets longer and and they become more responsible. I know my my kids, you know, I always 
I always roast my kids in my sermon, but today I'm going to lift them up. Because guess what? My kids are actually super good at this. They are. Uh, they are responsible, contributing members of my family. They, they clean their rooms. They clean their bathrooms. Uh, they cook. And they, they wash the dishes. And they, they even do their own laundry. And they started it when they were in junior high. They're not, they're not completely useless. You know what I mean? <laughs> if the church is full of responsible contributing members, it is a healthy family. If church is filled with consumers, the church is unhealthy. It's the members who determine the health of the church. So, okay, so we're a, we're a family, we're a, we're a spiritual family. So, so what do we do all together? Um, Number one thing we do together is we worship together. So Loma Linda Church, um, so how does it feel to worship at home through live stream? I bet some of you guys are worshiping right now in your pajamas, which I think is really rude. Like, put on something nice. I, I, I'm wearing my suit. It's church time. Okay, put on something nice. Uh, here's, here's a question. Here's a question for everyone this morning. I know that all of us are bummed that church had to close down. Our worship time is very, very important. I hope we can get together and worship here again soon. But here's the thing. How strong is your church? If your church experience happens only at 11 o'clock Sabbath morning, then this COVID-19 can destroy your church. Today, you need to think about these questions. Do you attend the church? Or do you belong to your church? Do you attend your church? Or do you belong to your church? If you simply attend the church, man, you're... Your church is fragile. Your spiritual family can fall apart easily. Or maybe you don't even have a spiritual family. It's just a program that you attend. However, if you belong to your church, you belong to a family. The enemy cannot destroy your church because it's built upon a strong community. Loma Linda Church. Church is not a program you attend. It is a place you belong to. Church is not a program that you attend. It's a place that you belong. You see, all of us need to build our invisible church. There are the visible church and the invisible church. The visible church is the church building and, and the programs. It's the, it's the worship of singing and, and, and listening to the message. Um, yes, we do need the visible church. Jesus wanted us to have this. It is important. But at the visible church, 
Jesus wanted us to find the invisible church. Church is not a not just a building or a program we attend, it is a spiritual family we belong to. Worship is not just singing songs and listening to the message, but genuine surrender to God. It's not just saying words in tunes and attendance, and it is also the giving of my heart. That is the act of worship. And that's what I mean by the invisible church, meaning there's something that happens internally. It's not just you go to church and you see people, but the invisible church is when you go, you see not just people, but you see your family. You don't just go there and sing songs and tunes. You actually give your heart. There's something that happens internally. That's the invisible church. This this family you belong to cannot be sustained by meeting at 11 o'clock Saturday morning. Yes, our 11 o'clock experience is special. Come on, I put so much time and energy into our Sabbath morning experience. Right? So many people in our church, the, the, the Sabbath school teachers, uh, the praise team, the AV team, the deacon team, the potluck team, they put hard work into it. But then this 11M experience has to grow to something else, something deeper. Some of you are going, okay, so I get it. This church is my spiritual family. And we come and, and we worship together and we, uh, we experience something deeper and something internal, something even invisible. Is that it? Is that what church is all about? Is there anything, ap- anything else that happens after? Okay, church, LAKC, we're not just a spiritual family. We are a family on a mission. We are. We're a, we're a missionary family. Did you know that? We are. In Mark 2, uh, there's a story about some friends um, helping a friend in need. And this story totally portrays what a healthy, spiritual, missional family should be doing. Jesus is teaching in Capernaum, right? And the people gathered up at a house to listen to him. And there are so many people in the house. The crowd is so big. The, the house is so just full of people. People are lining up outside the door, okay? Uh, some men brought a paralytic person, friend, uh, but they could not get into the house. It was too crowded. So what did they do? They went up to the roof and began to dig, okay, dig a hole on the roof. In Mediterranean homes, they, they were, they're usually made with mud and straws in that 2,000 years ago. So it's tough, but it's possible, okay? Eventually, they dug a hole and lowered their paralytic friend to Jesus, 
And can you imagine, like, what was happening to Jesus? I mean, Jesus is teaching to everyone, and, and um, all of a sudden, he probably started coughing. And, you know, coughing is not good these days. But um, during this time, like, there was probably debris all over. Jesus was like, <laughs> what's happening? And then everyone just, just, they just looked up, and they saw a, a man being lowered into the house. The Bible says, and I can never, I can never forget these words in the scripture. Mark chapter 2 verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sons are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Did you hear that? Whose faith? Their faith. Loma Linda Church, this is why the church is important. This is why Jesus founded the body of Christ, the church, our spiritual family. We bring people to Jesus. We bring others to Jesus. We bring those in need to Jesus. But our work of faith, together, okay, it's not by one person. Together we bring healing. One friend could not have dug a hole on the roof and lowered the sick person by himself. No way. It took a village. It took a group of people. It took a community. Probably one person said, hey, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the feet. Okay, you, you take the shoulders. Uh, I'll take one, I'll take the arm. Somebody uh, support his head. Okay? Can somebody go check the house? Oh, really? It's full? Oh, man, what, sh- what should we do? And I'm trying to, like, picture what happened with this. The Bible says four friends, right? These friends, like, one person probably said, hey, um, okay, we've tried. It's too full. Let's go home. And maybe there's one guy who said, hey, we cannot just go home. Come on, we got we to gotta do something. And there's always that crazy friend. You know what I'm saying? That crazy friend like, hey, dude, you know, you know what we should do? We should like go to the roof and dig a hole and drop him, you know? And they're probably like, no, you cannot drop him, but that's a great idea. Maybe we can lower our friend who is sick, who is in need of help. They did it together. That is church. My friends, it's a beautiful thing for people to work as a community. So Loma Linda Church, let's do some work together. Let's, let's dig a hole Together, together as a community, let's bring people to Jesus. Let's, let's, let's work together. Let's serve the church together. Let's serve God together. We can bring healing to this broken world. 
we can bring light to this dark world. Together, we can bring hope to this hopeless world. That's why church is important. We have work to do. And we do this until Jesus comes back. You know, I love eating. And I know that there is a group of children at our church. Every time I talk about food, they start giggling. (laughs) He's talking about food again. Okay, I love eating. I even love talking about eating. I love talking about eating while I am eating. Meaning like, you know, actually I'm not the only person. We, We do this. We're like eating and then we always talk about what else is good? You're like, you're eating like, you know what else is good? And we talk about eating, right? I love eating. And, and honestly, I don't even mind eating by myself. I used to go eat by myself all the time. But when I eat something super good, I do not think about, oh, it's so good. I want to come back here and eat this food again by myself. I think about bringing my wife. When I eat something really good, I'm like, oh, Amy would love this. Or, or I, I think about bringing my children, my family together, like, oh, we should come back here because I want to eat this good food again like with my family. And some of you guys are doubting, like, no, you don't. I actually do. And you know who else I think about? I think about our church friends. I'm like, oh, so-and-so would love this food. I want to bring, like, my small group here. Like, oh, I want to take yam together and, like, eat this food together. I, I think about you. I'm serious. I do. Because it's way better together. It's way better together. I'm so glad Jesus founded the body of Christ, church. A family with a purpose, a family on a mission until Jesus comes. Let's turn our church from the the visible church to invisible church. Our experience is not just the visible things, but invisible things. We devote massive amounts of time to making money, uh, running errands, uh, watching Netflix, right? We, we always find new ways to keep ourselves busy. How come we're so busy, but still manage to neglect our friends in need, our spiritual family. Neglect the friends and, and neighbors in need. Normal in the church. Let's create a healthy spiritual family together. I can't, I can't do it alone. Not just lonely and not fun by myself, but Literally, I cannot do it alone. Even today, just live streaming, you know how many people have to come to make everything just go smoothly? There's several people here. Don't worry, it's not a big group, okay? But there's a group of us making today happen. 
I can do it alone. We need each and every one of you. We want every one of you to be a part of a responsible, contributing spiritual family. That is why the church is important. I'm praying for the day we worship here in this church again. But until then, be safe and be healthy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Sabbath. Thank you for everyone who's worshiping all scattered throughout Loma Linda, Riverside, Rancho, um, Redlands, Ukaipa, everywhere, Father, all of us. I pray that you bring our hearts together because we truly are a, a family. And when we get together, Father, not only that, we worship you, but we serve you and serve the world. In Jesus' name.